Look, and when I go to the post, it, it says, respectfully, this ain't it. I'm choosing to believe you didn't read the quote in the picture. No, I wrote that. Yes. <laughs> About, yeah, yeah. Everybody else just happy birthday. You like, uh-uh, ain't no happy birthday. Okay, let's talk about this. Come on, let's do this intro. <laughs> Welcome to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the Janet Jackson podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today, we are going to talk about Janet Jackson's diamonds. <laughs> We're going to talk about Herb Albert's <laughs> diamonds and making love in the rain. My name is Courtney and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. And as we proceed to give you what you need, we talking about two classic joints right here. I'm excited, can you tell? I can, I'm excited too. You know, these my jams. But before we get to that, we have to talk about your boy, Randy Jackson <laughs> and his Instagram posts. Mm. <laughs> Do we have to? We got to, man. Because <laughs> your boy was tripping. <laughs> okay, first of all, I do not like the use of your boy. Um, yeah. So first I should say our recording date, and I don't usually do this because I forget to, not because I don't want to, but it is a little, uh, it's a tense situation in these United States of America. It is November 5th. We are awaiting the results of our election to find out if we have, um, started on the road to defeating fascism or if we just gonna embrace it fully it's basically what we're doing <laughs> the situation is critical right now yeah. yeah 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 as a country i think politics is seeping into every avenue seeing a lot of our celebrities dip their toes into the pool they're being more open and sharing their feelings in this regard where as in the past maybe they would not have and um uh, mm -hmm. i certainly wish your boy hadn't i certainly <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, not he, my boy. <laughs> Let me set the scene. <laughs> Randy posted this video, 11 minutes, in fact, which I need my 11 minutes back, about a young man explaining why he's voting for Trump. And he goes into this rant and rave, and I'm, I don't have time to give him any more props than what I want to give him. But Randy put it out there that this is one of the reasons why he is considering voting for Trump. And this didn't sit well with my spirit. I know it didn't sit well with your spirit. You put it kindly, <laughs> yeah. yes. You know, my spirit was already ruffled. My spirit yeah. was ruffled from the post the day before. I swear Randy's Instagram has like, I don't know, 11, 10, 12. I don't know. It's not very many. It's like a handful of times. He's just not on Instagram. But I feel like that is for the best. Like, I, I want you to forget your password, throw your cell phone in the ocean. If you got a laptop, put it in the fireplace. However you're communicating, I want it to stop. Because I had already blocked bruh from the tweet before. Because <laughs> on, the, the, on his birthday, he had put a post up, a quote that he took from a, a guy called Thomas Sowell. Anyways, his quote was, racism is not dead, but it is on life support, kept alive by politicians, race hustlers, and people mm -hmm. who get a sense of superiority by denouncing others as racist. So <laughs> the black guy is saying that racism isn't a problem. 
it's people calling other people racist that is the problem. That's what Randy posted in his birthday thank you. That mm-hmm. makes no sense at all. Like, so I was already on the edge. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so funny is that when I looked at the post, I could see your words <laughs> saying respectfully. respectfully. <laughs> Bro, this is not the time when mm-hmm. you're going to be posting this. And it stands out. And everybody else is posting happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. But not you. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not, I think I fought it for a long time because I yeah. was just like, you know, I ain't really going to try to ruin this man's birthday. But also, I just can't let you be loud and wrong. I feel like it was just, this is pure ignorance, sir. And I mean, I was really just disgusted. And I was disgusted that that about the platform usage. You know, you talked about his post with the black guy who was advocating for why people should choose Trump, a noted bigot, racist, sexual predator, um, mm-hmm. cheat, a liar, a misogynist, why we should choose him over Biden. And you can feel whatever you want to feel about Biden, and we can get to that, to that another day. But for me, I, I wasn't as much voting for Biden as I was voting against Trump, but Biden's the man. That was a choice we had. Yeah. Um, so you can feel how you want to feel about that. But to me, I was really irritated because, you know, not only did Randy post this video at a very pivotal time where people were really trying to make those last minute decisions as a kind of like, hey, I'm doing some thinking out loud. I'm like, no, bruh, mm-hmm. it's not time for you to be trying to learn out loud. <laughs> learn in silence. <laughs> exactly. Learn in silence. But what really took it to the next level was and, and basically tore the jam fam up was Janet Jackson putting those friends. I'm imagining she thinks they're praying hands. I'm like, okay, I don't know what this high five means. Um, <laughs> but, you know, putting that emoji underneath. And I'm like, did you read the post? Did you watch the video? And my guess is no. <sighs> we never going to get that interview. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't. We ain't. Jan Fan was really upset. And I definitely was upset too, but I think maybe I was upset for a different reason. How did you interpret the praying hands underneath the Trump post? I took it as an agreement. Like, I agree. I got your back. Mm-hmm. What threw me off when I first saw the post was I couldn't, at first I was like, are you agreeing with the black man or are you just saying, check this out? I couldn't see where he was really coming from. But the more and more I sat there and listened to the BS, I was like, I wouldn't have never entertained this. Mm-mm. If you are a black male thinking about voting for Trump, and yeah, I understand you want to get money like Trump. I know rappers are, some rappers are endorsing. But all it took was me remembering the fact that he took a full page ad in the New York Times condemning and pretty much directing violence towards the Central Park Five. The exonerated five, yes. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't enough to let you know how Trump thinks, and you think he's a good guy to go with after how he how he did them, then have, Lord have mercy on you. He's a soul. cheat. He don't pay on time. Um, he's he's been a- multiple times for discrimination. He wouldn't let black folks rent in his buildings. Like, there is no reason. Like, 
you could sit here forever, ever, and you cannot come up with a reason to endorse Donald Trump. And I understand that Biden's not squeaky clean, but like you said, we were just voting to pretty much our vote was just to get someone get Trump out. Yeah. I mean, the work's not over. Like the work of moving forward as a country and moving forward as a black community is definitely not over. Like we, there is no white savior coming for us. We don't need to get the devil out of the office. (laughs) Right. That look, there's nobody coming to save us. Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) But so you, so you took Janet's emoji as an endorsement of her brother's post. Yeah. And I know a lot of people took it that way as well. And I was even on the fence. I was like, is she running this? Because it could just be Anastasia like, uh oh, Randy tweeted. So I need to like, respond. But I got suspicious when it was deleted. The the emojis was deleted and then added back. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is this feels very intentional. <laughs> and it was hard to discern if, you know, Randy's post separate from the video was almost like he didn't see the video. And so I was like, okay, is she endorsing like, yeah, big bro, he's talking about how media has treated us poorly. And I could definitely agree with that because as a Jackson, you know, we've been treated poorly by the media. True. So I was like, is she just saying like, I agree with you, bro, in that stance? Or is she saying, I agree with the video? And I know a lot of people took it as like, initially like, yo, like my heart is broken that we just find out that she's a Trump supporter. And that wasn't necessarily how I took it. And even though I don't believe she's a Trump supporter, let me tell you why I was just like, this some bull. I was low-key heated. I was not low-key. I was high fire heated. Yeah. Because you text me all through the night. (laughs) It felt irresponsible, Cam. It felt irresponsible. And I was just like, this, first of all, it's not her MO. So to, to the Trump point, like, Everything reveals itself in time. So if she is a Trump supporter, I think we would find out. But also, I think like history is the greatest predictor of the future. And Janet's history says that she has always been pro-human rights, pro-LGBT, um, mm-hmm. you know, pro-education, pro like she's always been for all of the things that Donald Trump is directly against. So right. I wouldn't want an emoji to erase all of that. Right. Like I would right. want to give her the opportunity to use some words to express if there has been some sort of change of heart versus uh, an emoji. So I kind of am, am in the camp of, no, I don't think that she is a Trump supporter. And you're probably like, okay, then why are you still mad? Because I am. <laughs> it's been some days. And uh, I think that was posted on like, what, October 1st or, I'm mean, sorry, 31st or something like that. Mm-hmm. But 31st. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm still but, hot. Yeah. Because it was irresponsible. It was irresponsible. First of all, you living in London. I don't even know if you voting in America anymore. <laughs> um, but also, number two, it you shouldn't put anything out there that could be so easily misinterpreted and that could hurt a lot of people. Like, you know your fan base and you know the people who support you, the, you know, who continue to give you money from their pockets. They are from communities that have been marginalized throughout the beginning of this country who continue to be marginalized, especially by someone like 45. And whether you were just agreeing with your brother, that's fine, but it was irresponsible. And it caused a lot of people some concern. It caused a lot of people to wonder, like, do I got to throw all my CDs out? Do I have to? And look, we may find out that my interpretation is wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's that. Um, But 
all I'm saying is it was careless. And even when all the people who started to like push back or whatever, there was opportunity for correction. There was opportunity for clarification. There was ample opportunity to kind of assuage people. And you didn't, right. at least as of today. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is for a lot of people, she's been like their safe haven. And she's been, you know, we just did this interview with Ayana and we talked about the Velvet Rope and how that was comfort for a lot of marginalized people. And so those mm-hmm. people have looked to you since the late 80s, early 90s. And to have that all just potentially crumble in a careless post, like, I was ready to fight. Like, I just, I felt like people were hurting and it was unnecessary and it could have been clarified and it wasn't. Yeah. That's not to say it won't be. Whoever her people are, whoever the inner circle is, whoever's managing the business, do better. Because the text and the tweets and all of this stuff that I was seeing, people were hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was fun necessary this is also something that scares me more than the whole you know hands and and randy posting it like we live and i think we've said this episodes before in this day and time social media is so powerful it build it can make or break your brand absolutely she has to her team has to be conscious of the brand yeah, because it's and you know this is marketing one on one, and I only took one marketing class in college because <laughs> like, it sucked. One on one, yes, it's one on one. Everybody knows fast service travels faster than good. Yeah, so you got to think of your brand. Absolutely, that's all I want her to do. Just just be conscious of what you're saluting, what you're putting hands on, because. People will take that and run with it. I mean, what happens if Trump sees that and goes where Janet says, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, here I go, got to defend, got to defend people around my little community already. <laughs> I'm bad really can't happen. You're, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're spot on. That could have happened. And I was like, that's why I was like, it was just irresponsible and careless. And it seems like a little nothing thing. But in the grand scheme of things, if, if, the breakfast club or the shade room or any of those other things I don't go to have picked up on it. You know, this could have got ugly mm-hmm. or uglier. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just like, might have dodged backlash this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as they say, you got to be more careful. Yeah, because folks will cancel you quick in these in the in the black Twitter, you get canceled for everything. And this is a legitimate cancel. This would be legit. And I wouldn't even have a defense. Like I wouldn't, y'all have to call the next witness because I wouldn't have nothing to say. I can see that. Ain't you a Janet fan? (laughs) Yeah, I just need her to worry about a brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ready to talk about this song? Ready to talk about the song? These are the jams. Yeah. Herb, Janet, Jimmy, Terry, and Lisa Key. These are high quality gems that everyone should know. If not, we're here to tell you about them. Absolutely. You know, these are some of my favorite Janet Jack, excuse me, Herb Albert. (laughs) (laughs) These are some of my favorites. Like I, I have these burned into my memory because they came out right around the time of control. And so we, mm-hmm. our, the radio was literally Janet Jackson all the time, whether it's a single from her album or a single from Herb Alpert's album. Mm-hmm. This time 
is when I fell in love with Janet Jackson. Yes, yes. Anytime I hear the song, I already think, man, Janet just killed this clap. She did. She did. <laughs> she killed it. And I'm going to give Lisa Keith her, her props too, but Janet killed this. We have to. We got to give her props. And it's actually listed as a duet. So this song, Diamonds, we'll talk about Diamonds first. So Diamonds was released in March 1987. And the song features lead and background vocals by Janet Jackson and Lisa Keith. And I think if you read the liner notes, they are, it is billed as a duet. Mm-hmm. We'll go with duet. <laughs> yeah. It was written by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, performed by Herb Albert, featuring Janet Jackson and Lisa Keith. This single marked a comeback for Herb Albert, and I must admit, I didn't know who Herb was at the time because I was six. <laughs> and that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Um, I am certain I did not know that it this was meant to be more of an instrumental focus with uh, Lisa and Janet there for a kind of... Um, Confetti on the cake, if you will, right? So yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they were not meant to be the stars of this song, but it did not work out that way. Mm-mm. But it, it was such a good melding of talents because mm-hmm. every time you hear this song, like you can still prominently hear those horn lines. Mm-hmm. You can still hear that trumpet. Um, you still hear all of the, like, I probably know all of the words mm-hmm. to this song. Yes. And it's just, it's just a classic. Mm-hmm. Now, borrowing from Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, the famous the song famously performed by Marilyn Monroe in the 1953 film Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, although I do disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, but Diamonds Are a Best Friend, if you think about that time of what was coming out, it was like a pretty much like a woman's anthem. Like, yeah, you can tell me you love me. Yeah, you can do this and that. But you got to get that. You got to bring that diamond, that shiny thing. Let, let me know. Almost like put a ring on it. Like Absolutely. If you love it, you should have put a ring on it. That's what I was going to yeah. say. This was like the, the prelude to <laughs> those types of songs. And, you know, for me, like this song is all pure marketing essentially like I, was like I can't believe I don't recall it in any like engagement commercials or like K jeweler commercials and I don't know why like you all missed out what were you thinking because this song is exactly that like it's great marketing it's catchy it's a very simple hook it relates to something that you already know because you know the diamond industry was already kind of building this brand this reputation as diamonds are forever blah 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 and so mm-hmm. this song just fit right in there. And what I love about this is Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Janet Jackson, Herb Alper, like that combination is unmistakable. Like it gives you the Minneapolis sound, like if that big funk sound of the mm-hmm. time married mm-hmm. a jazz musician, this is what you get. And it's perfect. It, they created almost a unique sound specifically in the jazz genre. Like mm-hmm. it's still distinctly jimmy and terry but it fits perfectly in what people were doing at that time in kind of melding jazz and funk and just kind of this fusion music and they just made it their own oh yeah and you know the interesting thing about this is like we talked about it being a rebrand so herb albert had had tremendous success with the group called the tijuana brass and they were actually the most successful i think most successful jazz recording groups of the 60s and then they kind of just kind of faded away. 
more traditional funk took place. And that's what you're more and more hearing on the radio. And then that funk melded into pop and yada, yada. And they just kind of got lost in the times. But when Jamie Jam and Terry Lewis showed up and completely revived their style, and then I'm telling you, Janet could not have shown up for A&M Records at a better time, right? Like Herb Mm -hmm. Alpert is the A of the A&M Records. And of course, that was her record label. Mm -hmm. She couldn't have shown up for them at a better time because she really helped to transition Herb Alpert into what modern music was at that time. And I don't, I'm going to say this, you take her off those albums and I don't think you have the acclaim, you have the recognition, you have the name recognition in the 80s for Herb Alpert that you had in the 60s. And that is not to take away from him. It was just music was moving in a different place. I agree. Because like I said, for the longest, I thought this was Janet's song. I thought this was like a leftover track from Control. <laughs> you, I would have argued down, no, this is a Janet song. But hey, when you know that something is hot, you have to jump on that train and ride it out. And he definitely realized, hey, Janet's hot right now. Jimmy and Terry's hot. Let, let's just see what we could do in the lab. And you're right, the trumpet does stand out. But Janet's vocals, it's her and that chorus, it's just classic. It's a classic melting pot. I remember Video Soul played the heck out of this song. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes sense because it fit right into what R&B was doing at that time. Um, You know, I still lament for the days when like great R&B songs had great instrumental bridges. Mm -hmm. There was a saxophone or there was a trumpet or something. And this fit exactly like this is what you expect if you turn on video soul video vibrations anything on BET at that time this is what you would expect and I'm gonna say it again you wouldn't have made it to BET without <laughs> Janet Jackson <laughs> and Lisa Keith. we're not gonna do her like that no, um, no Lisa Keith, her voice is amazing amazing yes yes yeah but you know I ain't gonna say it but I'm gonna say it yeah it got on there because of Janet <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Jackson name it carries a little weight but hey like you said I mean pretty much Janet saved the record label with control in my opinion and so he figured hey well just ride the wave out and see what happens um yeah. let's talk about this video so Diamonds had a video that still to this day there is some controversy around this video <laughs> oh oh controversy controversy <laughs> yeah dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So the video was directed by John Small, and I think in the music video, it's been a long time, but I think in the music video, like, there's a nightclub scene, and Herb Alpert, I think, is, he goes into the nightclub, and and he's trying to get the DJ to play the record of his new single, which is going to be Diamonds. But I remember, like, I watched this video just once (laughs) to prepare for this conversation, like, three weeks ago, so I'm struggling, but... If I'm not mistaken, the video is like super long, but the song doesn't start right away. No, 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 <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it's a significant amount of time passes before you hear any music. It's like a really bad, really bad stage play <laughs> before <laughs> it gets to the song. It's, it's just the fact that when you're watching it, you like, what's taking so long for this to get going? Because... I had to take my mind back to when I'm like six years old, six or seven years old, and this is out. I'm thinking to myself, 
okay, this why why this man won't go and get this video started so we can see another video. Right. Because yeah. you spend about 30, 30, 40 seconds of your life going, is he what ever is going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes like a solid two minutes. Like you're generous. I don't recall it being as short as 30 seconds. I feel like it was a solid two minutes of talking <laughs> with the dude from Punky Brewster before they put music. And I never understood why. I was like, what? Do I need this backstory? Like, I don't, I don't think that I do. And then the dances, like there was dancing in there and it was not great. It was not great. Mm-hmm. I don't know who choreographed mm-hmm. this. I don't even want to hedge a bet. There are there are <laughs> rumors that it is someone that we know well who has worked with our favorite before, but I don't know that for sure. So we're going to leave that out. Yeah, we ain't even going to talk about that. But like yeah, that. It's, not, it's not great. Like nothing about this video is great. And that's what right. makes it great. <laughs> but no. there, is, there is an exception. So there's, if if you recall, that there is a a child that's yes. in this video, and so mm-hmm. the, for years there were arguments about was Janet Jackson in the car, um, was she in the video, was she on the stage dancing, is she in this video at all? And mm-hmm. if you recall, at the end of the video, we do see like the silhouette that we've been seeing dancing the whole time when that person emerges from backstage and you no longer see the silhouette, you see the person, it's a child and it's an adorable little child doing an adorable impression of Janet Jackson. Like this little girl, we should give her an award now for her Mm -hmm. impression of Janet Jackson. And it was super convincing, but there are other scenes where she's in the limo and you just see like kind of her mouth moving. There's other scenes where other, I think they step out of the car and kind of, Mm -hmm. you see a silhouette of her body and you think it's Janet Jackson. And so for years people were arguing, is it Janet or isn't it? And the answer is she's not. She's not in this video. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is super entertaining to watch the little girl. But where we know for sure she's not in the video because several years ago, someone on Twitter asked Jimmy Jam why he was not in the video. So you see, I think it's Jerome. Is Jerome in the video mm-hmm. from the time, usually the side man for Morris Day, is mm-hmm. doing all of the Jer- Jerome antics in the video. And it is definitely the type of song where you expect the time to do their signature dance moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so someone asked, hey, Jamie Terry, why weren't you all in the video? He's like, where were you? Where were Janet? Where's Janet? <laughs> and Jimmy said, if I recall, we were not invited. <gasps> How can you not invite them? Yeah. I mean, come on. Jimmy and Terry. Oh, man. And they gave you a hit. <laughs> they, gave, <laughs> they gave him four hits, okay? <laughs> because... <laughs> I, there were several songs from the album that made it to the R&B and Billboard charts, and they were produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So I'm going to say something uh, that I don't know to be facts, but this is conjecture. Mm-hmm. It felt like just the way you and I are talking about this song and the way most of the people reacted to this song at that time. I mm-hmm. think if I were Herb Albert, I might would feel as though I was being overshadowed on my own label, on my own album. I was being made to be second when my name is on top. And so I don't know, but I feel like that may have something to do with certain people not being in the music video by just trying to put a little distance in there and say, hey, yo, like, I know that's the voice you hear. I know this is the keyboard licks you hear, but this is my song. 
Look, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. When you got a jam like this, and the reason why I say it's a jam because you know I used to hear this in Kmart all the time. I swear Kmart wore this out. You kind of put your pride aside and let's let everybody be a part of your success. I mean, if that's the case, then Snoop Dogg wouldn't have put the Neptunes in his video. I mean, but everybody knows when he dropped, dropped it like it's hot. If it wasn't for the Neptunes beat, nobody wouldn't have listened to it. Put your pride aside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I don't know. This is just my guess because I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't have the biggest superstar at the time who has already lent her voice yes. to your production to not, her time. Yes, to not be a part of the video. So I can't think of another reason, but there could very well be other reasons. Like I would love to talk to Herb Albert one day and like find out what was the thought process and not just from this video, but like you had Janet Jackson at her height. Like what was that like? What would, you know? So I would love to talk to him because ultimately her success was his success, right? Because they had the label. But is Herb still alive? He is. He's still alive and he's still playing the trumpet from time to time. He's if I follow him on Instagram and occasionally they'll they'll post a performance, usually a private event. But yeah, he and his wife both still perform. Wow. I just think he and Janet made magic together. Oh yeah. I would love to have them together again. Yeah, but I don't know if they can recapture that that magic from Diamonds, man. I don't know. It would have to be something completely different. But I will say, through the years, every time we saw her credited on a song, that song was the jam. Now, I say Mm -hmm. her credited on the song because, again, there's controversy there. Like, there are songs where he's credited as playing a horn. I think Someday is Tonight is one of them, which is jamming. Mm -hmm. And there's also a rumor that that's Jimmy Jam on the keyboard. So, who do you know? These are questions we need answered. Like, I need Jimmy Jam to come talk to we us. Need we need Jimmy. We need answers to these questions. Because we ain't got just regular questions. No, we investigated now. Right. <laughs> is that a real trumpet or is that that keyboard? Mm-hmm. And if that's a keyboard, play the hell out of a keyboard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Like, listen, this man done convinced us more than once that a keyboard was a guitar. So I'm not going to say that he can't convince us that it's a trumpet because he can, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I also want to say, you remember the little girl in the video? I was searching Mm -hmm. because I just felt like she probably went on to do something else and I could not find her for the life of me. I couldn't even find her name. I couldn't find her name anywhere. She was uh, actually she won the year that she did this video. She was on a show called Putting on the Hits. I don't know if you remember that show. Yeah. Yes, where people would lip sync. It was basically like lip sync battle now, but they weren't (laughs) celebrities. These are just everyday folks who would come out and perform as a a famous entertainer. And so this little Mm -hmm. girl had performed as Janet Jackson, and she had won her season of Putting on the Hits. And I just thought, I know she's going to go on to do something else, and I couldn't even find her name. Yeah, but I don't think putting on the hits had the name recognition like a star search. You're right. Because, you know, star search was and it ran a long time. I don't think what putting on the hits did about three or four seasons. Yeah, it was it wasn't they didn't have the longevity, the staying power of star search. But now putting on the hits is also credit for launching a group of troop 
who also redid uh, All I Do Is Think Of You that was originally done by the Jacksons. This is true. This is true. There was all <laughs> kinds of folks on there. Um, I mean, like I said, they had lip syncing. It was like basically like a variety show. I don't know if we yeah. have variety shows these days. I guess America's Got Talent. It could, it could be like that. Mm, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about them. <laughs> I would say America's Got Talent has a significantly higher number of magicians. <laughs> a little racism, but anyways. Um... <laughs> well, well, listen. It's sad when, when, no, I'm going to leave it alone. No, I'm not. It's sad when a television show, if you look at a show that has three white people and a black person, or at one time had two white people and two black people, you would not guess that the most <laughs> anti-black person there would be the black person. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Who can make his chest jump? Okay, I'm through. Oh, I'm through. Boy, I didn't say this, but I'm just telling you. I'm not telling anybody else, but somebody on the internet said he looked like a chewed up Tissy Rowe, and I cannot unsee it. I can't <gasps> see anything else when I look at him. Look, why he ain't been canceled yet? I Listen, I have my theories, but for the most part, my theory is I don't think black people watch America's Got Talent. <laughs> I think there's just no crossover between like the people who are on social media and the people who watch America's Got Talent. I watch it because my mama watch it, but she don't know. She, like I, I had to tell her about his challenges. She don't know. <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> so let's talk oh, about um, live performance. Yeah. Now, Janet performed this song on her 2011 tour, um, Number One's Up Close and Personal, and also as a DJ interlude on the 2015 Unbreakable World Tour. So she's only performed it pretty much one time. <laughs> one time, pretty much one, one tour is what we got diamonds. Um, the song was super popular. In Herb's career, he's got 17 songs that charted on the Billboard 100. And four of those that were in the top 10. Mm -hmm. And of those four in the top 10, two of those featured Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. And three of those four in the top 10 were produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So, again, magic, man. Yeah. Just magic. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a little controversy about the song. Um, most of the controversy was that Janet is on the song. But it was at the time stressed that it was mostly Lisa Keith's vocals who apparently sound just like Janet. I guess, because it sounds like only Janet. Right. But yeah, I do remember. And I think that was in large part to do with, they were in the process of, I think this was to be the setup to launch Lisa Keith's solo career. Oh. And so I think it was really important from a marketing standpoint that her name was attached to this song because it was such a huge hit and it should be attached because she contributed, right? Like we she right. shouldn't be overlooked, but I think it's just one of those matters where like the most distinctive voice, the most recognizable voice won. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a matter of like, she wasn't fabulous because she is like, you can go to YouTube now. Cause I think she's still performing. You can go to YouTube now and, and listen to Lisa Keith and you'll be like, Oh wow. She should be much bigger than like mm -hmm. this side note on this song with these other people. Like right. she should be much bigger, but yeah, it was really it was. I think it was much more of a marketing ploy to kind of launch these other objectives, like to launch Lisa Keith to reestablish Herb Albert. But what actually happened was people were just in a control frenzy, mm -hmm. and you know, just gravitated, and her only 
Janet Jackson and kind of some of those other initiatives or objectives kind of had to take a back seat. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. And I think not just the success of this song, because that's that was later in the game, but I think you can attribute like a lot of the success for the for the label in its later days and being able to sell, like Herb Albert went on to sell AM records for five hundred million dollars in nineteen eighty seven. And <laughs> right, like you gotta think that it was that roster, it was that 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 caliber of talent which included Janet Jackson, which which included Herb Albert himself, um, that kind mm-hmm. of allowed the label to command that kind of money. And if they were churning out hits at that point, I mean, Diamonds yeah. was a hit in the US. It peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot One Hundred and then number one on the hot R&B hip hop singles and tracks. So that was pretty tremendous. And it also was a number one hit on the Hot Dance Music Club Play and Hot Dance Music Maxi Singles sales charts in the U.S. I mean, it was a massive hit for both A&M Records, but for Janet and for Herb. Diamonds was really sandwiched by other Janet Jackson hits. Like it came along right at the perfect time to kind of keep the momentum going in Janet's career and also keep reestablish and restart the momentum in Herb's career. Because in January 6th of 1987, Let's Wait a While premiered. And as we know, it went to number one on the U.S. hot R&B hip hop charts, went to number two on the Billboard Hot 100. So Janet was already blazing the radio. And then this one comes along, goes to number five. And then she follows that up with the pleasure principle. Mm. Yeah. So like back to back, let's wait a while. Diamonds, the pleasure principle. Like you couldn't, you couldn't touch her. She was on fire and she was setting the charts on fire. Yes. Everything she touched hit the billboard charts. Now I'm always like, it always baffles me every time I remember the pleasure principle was not, you know, in her top 10. The pleasure principle only made it to only. Made it to number 14 on the Billboard mm-hmm. Hot 100, but it was number one dance song. It was number one R&B hip hop song. And it's number one in my heart because that video is amazing. And mm-hmm. the video, to me, eclipsed the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I does. the song to think about the video and I don't, you know, not the other way around. So let's switch gears and slow it down just a little bit and talk about the song Making Love in the Rain. Released July 20th, 1987, Making Love in the Rain is the third single by Herb Albert from his Keep Your Eye on Me album. It features lead vocals by Lisa Keith with backup vocals by Janet Jackson. And here's another confession by Cousin Cam. I thought it was a B-side to Funny How Time Flies. My bad. <laughs> That's hilarious for a host, <laughs> but number one, <laughs> was Funny How Tom Floss a single? I don't know. How was it going to have a B-side? <laughs> I just thought it was a B-side. <laughs> You're like, it's going to be a B-side or something. <laughs> In my head, everything on Every patrol. song was a single? <laughs> yeah. Basically. You know, right. I mean, what? Control had like. I feel like it had like nine songs and seven singles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I don't think Funny How Time Flies was a single, but I, I can see how you got there. I can single. see how you got there. <laughs> this features her playing 
uh, the muted trumpet, which he normally doesn't play with the mute. So this tone was very distinctive to this song. And I think if it was released today, like if you making love in the rain has not aged. If it was released today, this would be like the ultimate quiet storm classic. And I don't know why we don't hear it more. Like we should, we should hear this song all the time. I don't know, because I think radio stations, other than Keith Sweat's Sweat Hotel, <laughs> kind of got away from the quiet storm format to me. I don't listen to the radio. Maybe that's, maybe that yeah. helps it. But I was like, we don't do midnight move mm-hmm. music anymore? No. Nah. Nah. Oh, man. It's hippity hoppity all day. <laughs> no, no, I don't want hippity hoppity at night. <laughs> No, this song was perfect for that, you know. I just like, the, it's just real sensual, and I think her vocals just stand out, so. Yeah, I have, my favorite moment is, I guess, silence. So there is, <laughs> what? about two minutes into the song, there's just a break, and like everything fades away, and there's just a pause for just like, just a pregnant pause. And then everything picks back up. And boy, oh boy, that like put it over the top. <laughs> like, that moment of silence when you expected to hear something and didn't. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was genius. <laughs> you always surprise me. Yes. <laughs> you surprise me. <laughs> I love this song, too, because I think unlike Diamonds, where Janet and Lisa were singing in tandem, you know, like literally their vocals were stacked on Mm -hmm. making love in the rain lisa handles the verses and she handles them perfectly it's beautiful and then Mm -hmm. janet as well as lisa do the background vocals but once again you can only hear janet because that voice is distinct and that just too reminds me of like the way they used to eq her the way they used to mix her is so different than the way she's mixed at present like sometimes Mm -hmm. her voice fights with the music and sometimes you don't hear her as clearly as you would like to. But back mm-hmm. then, her voice was cutting. <laughs> <laughs> like butter, baby. <laughs> yeah, she, she would cut slice through a track, always. And I kind of do miss that. But that's definitely what you get on this song. In that chorus, I think years ago, I tweeted a meme. The meme where like a transformer comes up and removes Lincoln from the Lincoln Monument. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about this song. Like, you know... Lisa's doing her thing, sounding great, sounding amazing. Mm-hmm. And then that chorus come in and Janet just come on and gently pick her up and put her to the side. <laughs> Not to the side. <laughs> like, I'll let you get this back in a minute, but right now. <laughs> See, you roll. <laughs> you roll. And it's, and it's not even a slight because both of them did what had to be done. Like that song... It wouldn't have been the same it was if it was all Janet and it wouldn't have been the same if it was all Lisa Keith. Like they both did what needed to be done. Yeah. But do you think that if it was just Lisa Keith, people would have been like, well, she's just trying to sound like Janet. So maybe adding Janet to thought that away where you just really focused on the mood of the song and, and not focused on who's singing what? Because honestly, you really couldn't tell. So for me, I can tell, like, I think they have distinctive voices on this song and also me just knowing what she sounds like other places. So I Mm -hmm. think it's important to recognize, too, that Lisa Keith was a backup singer for Janet Jackson on Control. Mm -hmm. So they already had like this chemistry with their voices. Right. Right. 
So I think some of that is why we think they sound so similar is because we were accustomed to their blend already. Mm -hmm. But also, too, I think to me, Lisa's voice really does stand out. It just is a different thing when you have a super well-known voice and a less well-known voice. And so the one you're going to remember is the one that you're more familiar with. Yeah. I think that she was just kind of a victim of that. But I think to me also, for me, like you said it before that you really didn't recognize that these were two voices. Like you just thought it was a song. Yeah. And I get that because I, I feel like Lisa Keith was an amazing vocalist. I mean, she did Control and she did the Rhythm Nation albums as well. And she also sang back up on a ton of things. She did, in addition to making a solo album, she did back up for the SOS band, Alexander O'Neill, Sherelle, Karen White, um, a host of artists that obviously Jimmy and Terry worked with. And they were working to develop her. And I just feel like, to me, like, Lisa Keith, you know, sound crazy, but like Lisa Keith for me is like my Bobby Codwell. You know how like, oh boy, <laughs> you know how like every couple of years people re- remember that Bobby Codwell is white. Like that's how I am with Lisa Keith. Like every now, every couple of years, I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh my God, he was white. <laughs> I remember when a guy did a video. He was like, all this time. <laughs> What does that mean that people keep discovering this? And I'm like, how do you not know this? But I will say, I only saw the video. I did not know that there was a video for that song, What You Won't Do. I had no idea there was a video. The video is comedy. But it's cheesy. How do you not know? And that's how I feel about this song. Like, Lisa Keeps, all the Black people that she sang with, she fit right in. You didn't necessarily know unless you knew. Everybody talking about what Lisa Stansfield. Let me tell you about Lisa Keith. <laughs> okay. The vocal chameleon. Okay. <laughs> she really did. She, she did what needed to be done. And I think she's a tremendous vocalist. And I think that she would have been a big star. She had a debut album for a host of reasons. Um, it was kind of delayed in marketing and just getting it out to the public. And I think that had, had she been able to follow immediately mm-hmm. making love in the rain, had she been able to follow that immediately with her own album? I think she would have been a much bigger star. I think we would still be talking about her. Like we'd still be, she'd still be on somebody's stage, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way that we still see Tony Braxton or Mariah Carey. Like I think I'm not comparing her voice to theirs. They're all very unique voices, but I think she had the stage presence and I think she had the tone and timber. I think she had it. Mm-hmm. It just, wasn't in the cars, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if you fast forward, just to say maybe six years from from when this came out, she would the record label would have piggybacked her off of this. They would have been like, "All right, we're gonna put you on this single. By this single is hot, we're gonna finish up your album and or CD and push you out to ride the wave." And mm-hmm. they just didn't do that. But now mm-hmm. it's. It's, that's common now, you know, you got a hot artist, put them on a couple of features and then put them out there on their own. Yeah. I mean, they had the perfect formula. And mm-hmm. the fact that she had performed with so many people, like she could easily be recognized from that, but they didn't market her in that way. And I don't know mm-hmm. why those choices were made. And I'm sure there were good reasons, but um, she just didn't make it. And and I'm kind of sad about that. Like she's still performing though. So I don't want to make it sound like, you know, she just, went off to lay down and die but no she didn't die she's still alive (laughs) she often wonder what could have been Mm -hmm. now a fun little fact that i found out is 
it's sampled in Queen Latifah's Just Another Day, which is one of my favorite Latifah jams. I love listening. Oh, you about to send me on a Queen Latifah dance. <laughs> Look, we can't do that. Now. I just feel like we do, not, we do not give the queen her things. We don't <laughs> give her her things. Okay? Yes. Queen has done amazing movies. Queen has great rap albums. Almost any any song Queen is a feature on, she is outshining whoever else is there. Like, we don't give her her things. Living single? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. We don't give her her things. She deserves her things. Oh, yeah. She can sing. She can rap. Come on now. Hair always laid. Like, come on. Always laid. <laughs> you know, when I had hair, <laughs> I was like, I need that Latifa link. I need that Latifa She always link. looked like she could just do a just for me uh, relaxer commercial any minute. Like, come she on She's queen of that bob. That long Listen. bob with the part down Listen. the middle. <laughs> I'm sure that's not a relaxer. I don't put that out in the space. It's pro- I'm, I'm sure it's silk press. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she she stay ready, and I just feel like that's a talent that is among us right now that we need to recognize. You don't see that very often. A person who can literally dominate and excel anywhere she goes. I'm talking mm-hmm. talk show. She had a talk show forever, mm-hmm. like twice. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Anyway, so, but that song yeah. was sampled a lot. It was in Just Another Day. <laughs> it was. Um, days of our lives were bones. Yes. These are the oh. days of our lives. Sample yeah. Styles P, uh, Ghost P from the mixtape Ghost in the Machine. I didn't know that one actually. I read that on YouTube. I was watching wow. the video on YouTube, and someone had commented like several months back, like earlier this year, and the comment was like, "You know, I came here because of Ghost P," and I was like, "Who knew?" Like who? <laughs> but I think it's really cool that when samples, you know, it's good when artists continue to get samples. And Janet does get her fair amount of samples, but that brings people, like you know, recently with Kendrick Lamar and Poetic Justice, mm-hmm. that brings a new audience who wouldn't ordinarily have maybe discovered the art artist organically on their own. It kind of brings new people into the fold to discover all of this great music. So I know sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, samples, it's overplay, make some new music, and yes. Somebody please make some new music. But those samples <laughs> do introduce a whole new genre of artists to a, a new audience that maybe would not have ever heard of them. So I think it's really cool when songs are sampling and kind of introduces you to new people. And we can't overlook the most recent use of this sample. One of my favorite artists, her, her um, latest single, Damage uses this sample and when i tell you she did this sample justice i have not stopped playing it really yes and i love the saturday night live performance live for it and she went on jimmy kimball she's just been performing this song and i love it yeah um yeah so i like it like i think she used it as well as you could because like it was still memorable like you mm-hmm. still clearly know it's making love in the rain. Well, if you ever knew the song, you still clearly know it's making love in the rain, but it was like cut and chopped in a way that gives it new life. But you mm-hmm. can still hear Janet on there too, which mm-hmm. a lot of times people will take the vocals off, like when they're using the sample, but you can still hear Janet. So I really like that. I'm all for her. You know, I'm, I'm still in love with her. I, mm-hmm. I do. I do. I am starting to feel like this was good because it kind of took her in a, 
slightly different direction, but I'm starting mm. to feel like everything she's making is the same. Really? She's becoming our generation's Anita Baker, which is fine because Anita Baker was slamming. But like mm-hmm. if you had that first album, you had all like eight albums because they all were very similar. <laughs> so if you like one, you like them all. And that's kind of how I feel about her. Like if you if you like her, you like everything she does because it's all very similar. I hope that she does have the staying power, the longevity. In 40 years, people will want to go to a concert and listen to her because they have grown up cleaning up on Saturday mornings and jamming mm-hmm. out on Saturday nights listening to her. Now, you trying to say Anita Baker stuck to her formula. <laughs> Anita had a formula and it did not fail her. It did not yeah. fail her. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And it's very hard to sing some of them Anita songs now. Man, Anita <laughs> is a beast. Like, she is phenomenal. And if those are my shower tunes, so I know them very well. Um, <laughs> and really, the only person that I have heard, like, well, there's two people who can handle an Anita Baker song. That's Yolanda Adams and mm-hmm. Tamia. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. else should just clap and sway. <laughs> <laughs> if they hand you a call and say, sing Anita, you go, uh-uh. Um, no. But I feel like with her, I wouldn't be mad if they say with that, you know, because she does have a formula. She's sticking into it. And plus, I just think, like, her talent, like, I know she can play guitar. Like, I don't have to second guess her talent. And then it sounds so pure and original to me. So when she sampled this, if to me it felt like she knew about this song, like she just didn't go. Oh yeah. And say, oh, this sound. This her jam. Let me play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this her jam. And I appreciate. <laughs> and I appreciate people who stay in their lane. Like the one thing that was starting to irk me, I was like, please don't let her go this like processed voice auto tune route. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's for people who can't sing, girl. You don't need yeah. that. Like, don't no. do that. Mm-mm. And I do like that she stays in her lane. Like I know people are really excited because on the the Saturday Night Live performance when she performed this song like her arms were out and she didn't have she had on glasses but they weren't tinted like they normally are yes. like, were, like all yeah. excited and I was like mm-hmm. honestly she looked way more comfortable on the second song when she was just dressed like she normally dressed with her glasses <laughs> on I'm like let people flourish the way that they flourish like you don't have to make them be something else like let her flourish if that's how she gonna give you the best she got let her do that <laughs> I think that is a good branding and marketing for her because like for real when I first saw her, I was like what her eyes look like I just want to see her eyes what she look why, why she won't show her eyes <laughs> yeah that was a great so, strategy and I, I think yeah. like she is to a point where she doesn't need a gimmick she never needed Mm-mm. a gimmick but she doesn't Mm-mm. need it but I think she's just comfortable that way and like let's like let's let people be who they are and be their best selves and their most comfortable selves and if she decides she wants to push the limit you know, we're going to be here. But if she does it, then that's fine too. But you know, one thing she has in common with Janet. What's that? It's the fact that when she did that collab with, um, what was his name? See, what's his name? Um, See, I don't even give it his song no more. The best part, who was that dude guy on there? Oh, the one we canceled? What was his name? Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar. Like, more people know her part than they do him. <laughs> and it's really his song. It's, it's his song. His, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she has that in common with Janet. Like, just take your well, stuff. Just, show just up take and your take. song. <laughs> and kindly like, relieve you of your property. Because <laughs> I saw a clip on her tour. She just sung her part, his part, everybody's part. Like, this is my song now. Yes. <laughs> she was on, with him on uh, NPR Tiny Desk. 
And she sang that duet with him. And I think she just stayed out there and like uh, maybe sang backup or just hummed or something like on another song. And like, I could only watch her. Like, <laughs> like I know this your tiny desk, but if you could just let them swing the camera a little bit. <laughs> so, she, she on her way. <laughs> That's how you know you, you good when you. When you take over somebody else's song, back. <laughs> but it's all love. It's all love for her. All love for her. And, you absolutely, know, Jan, absolutely. And Janet was on that bus way before a lot of people. So shout out to Janet again for letting us know the, another artist to look out for who hasn't disappointed, and she hasn't disappointed me at all. And let's talk about the video. Because there's no video. Yeah, that's a quick discussion. <laughs> they did not do a video for this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a video making love in the grain with Janet Jackson? I don't know how sensual it would have been, just because she hadn't really hit that peak yet in yeah. her career. But it would have been nice to have Janet cozy in up with mm-hmm. the fellow. You're right. I mean, the control Janet was very different than the Janet we have now, or even the Janet of you know several years later with tonight. Or yeah, yeah. so it, it would have been very different. But oh lord, if she'd have made a video for this song, woo. Um, mm-hmm. But her fans have been make uh, have made videos using this song, and it does match up because they use you know different pictures and stuff like yeah. that. So especially I've seen it um put to anytime, any place. Yeah, it goes very well with some scenes from that video. Yeah, yeah. So this song did moderately well on Billboard 100. It peaked at number 35, which is surprising to me. Um, but I think it it mm-hmm. struggled because at that time it was a slow jam, which essentially made you relegated to After Dark. <laughs> so <laughs> it just Gotta didn't get, get your the on. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get the airplay um, that some of her other songs got. Um, but to me, it was one of the stronger songs on that album. Like the album was really pretty good, and I thought this was one of the stronger songs on the album. And it just didn't didn't go all the way. But it did rise on the R&B charts, holding it down again. Black people holding Herb Alpert down. Mm-hmm. Reached number seven there. And it peaked on the adult contemporary charts in 1987 at number 21. Yeah. Which 21 ain't bad. <laughs> it ain't bad at all. And as far as live performances go, for the first time, Janet included the song during the DJ interlude on the second leg of her 2018 State of the World Tour. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was jamming real hard, and I would love to see her do this song live. I don't know that she would. Um, and I feel like we want to see every song live, right? She has so many songs, she can't do them all. Right. We'll, we'll be there forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish we could vote, though, like American Idol or something. <laughs> that would be a cool contest though, for her to do. Yeah. Vote for my set list. Yes, vote for the set list. I, that would be awesome. Mm, we need to email the team. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to us. <laughs> that is it for us for now. If you need more Janet Jackson, which we know you need more Janet Jackson, you can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you're already a subscriber, please tell a Jenna Jessen fan about us and leave us a rating or review whenever you're listening. Your comments and ratings help other people find us, especially on iTunes. If you're not already, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Janet Jackson Pod. If you are following, thank you for every like and every single retweet, especially on episode releases. Those are simple things you can do, and they go a long way to help us reach new Janet Jackson fans. Our intro and outro music, Good For You, is provided by THBD and is licensed under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Thanks for listening to Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever. What if you were actually to find out that Janet was a 45 supporter? What would you do? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Uh, I would still listen to some records, but as far as new money coming in from me, there wouldn't be no new money. <laughs> I hear you. Because, you like okay, these, me, these I already got. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because let me tell you something. This is my thing. When I receive bad service from a restaurant, I don't create a big stink or anything. I tell you what I do. I go to their website. I leave a little comment. Hey, <laughs> I was at store such and such. This is how I feel. I just would like to let you know I will not spend another penny. At your restaurant. Don't Not send me no pinty. And don't send me no $5 off, no buy one, get one free, no coupons or nothing. And you can ask my friends. There's a restaurant now, and I love some lemon pepper chicken wings. You hear me? But the manager and the server got a little smart with me. Intentions are already high in the community. And I... I will drive around that restaurant <laughs> and go to another restaurant where the chicken wings ain't quite as spicy and like I like it, but I won't give them another penny. <laughs> so she won't get another penny. <laughs> I hear you. Look, I'm the same. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, with this change, like, would I be able to listen to the music? Because there are artists who, like, continue to reveal themselves as either complete weirdos or completely misogynists or complete dummies in the case of crunchy water. And like, I just can't like, even if I'm just listening to the music, it don't hit like it used to hit <laughs> like, Yeah, <laughs> a little the edge that, you know, the little joy that spring in your heart is just gone. And it's not like I made a conscious decision to be like, I don't want to hear anything else from you. Uh, it yeah. just is gone. And but, I was trying to think like, would I feel that way with Janet? And I, I, like you, like, I think there'll probably still be songs that are just my jam, but like, I, listen, I done cut off people in my life that I have been in much closer, much deeper relationships with than Janet Jackson, um, because they chose to support 45. And so I can't say that if I found that out, that I would be able to just march on as usual, because I don't know that, but I could tell you that, um, I would be in the exact same boat with you, like not a pinty. <laughs> That's how you gotta say it. Not a pinty. Not a mm-hmm. pinty. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm.